Homily twenty-three of Homilies on Ephesians by St. John Chrysostom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Homily twenty-three, Ephesians six, fourteen. Stand therefore, having girded your loins with truth. Having drawn up this army and roused their zeal, for both these things were requisite, both that they should be drawn up in array and subject to each other, and that their spirit should be aroused. And having inspired them with courage, for this was requisite also, he next proceeds also to arm them. For arms had been of no use had they not been first posted each in his own place, and had not the spirit of the soldier's soul been roused, for we must first arm him within and then without now if this is the case with soldiers much more is it with spiritual soldiers or rather in their case there is no such thing as arming them without but everything is within he hath roused their ardour and set it on fire he hath added confidence he hath set them in due array observe how he also puts on the armour stand therefore saith he the very first feature in tactics is to know how to stand well, and many things will depend upon that. Hence he discourses much concerning standing, saying also elsewhere, Watch ye, stand fast. And again, so stand fast in the Lord. And again, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And again, that ye may be able, having done all, to stand doubtless then he does not mean merely any way of standing but a correct way and as many as have had experience in wars know how great a point it is to know how to stand for if in the case of boxers and wrestlers the trainer recommends this before anything else namely to stand firm much more will it be the first thing in warfare and military matters the man who in a true sense stands is upright he stands not in a lazy attitude, not leaning upon anything. Exact uprightness discovers itself by the way of standing, so that they who are perfectly upright, they stand. But they who do not stand cannot be upright, but are unstrung and disjointed. The luxurious man does not stand upright, but is bent. So is the lewd man and the lover of money he who knows how to stand will from this very standing as from a sort of foundation find every part of the conflict easy to him stand therefore saith he having girded your loins with truth he is not speaking of a literal physical girdle for all the language in this passage he employs in a spiritual sense and observe how methodically he proceeds first he girds up his soldier what then is the meaning of this the man that is loose in his life and is dissolved in his lust and that has his thoughts trailing on the ground him he braces up by means of this girdle not suffering him to be impeded by the garments entangling his legs but leaving him to run with his feet well at liberty stand therefore having girded your loins saith he by the loins here he means this just what the keel is in ships the same are the loins with us the basis or groundwork of the whole body 
for they are as it were a foundation and upon them as the schools of the physicians tell you the whole frame is built so then in girding up the loins he compacts the foundation of our soul for he is not of course speaking of these loins of our body but is discoursing spiritually and as the loins are the foundation alike of the parts both above and below so is it also in the case of these spiritual loins oftentimes we know when persons are fatigued they put their hands there as if upon a sort of foundation and in that manner support themselves and for this reason it is that the girdle is used in war that it may bind and hold together this foundation as it were in our frame for this reason too it is that when we run we gird ourselves it is this which guards our strength let this then saith he be done also with respect to the soul and then in doing anything whatsoever we shall be strong and it is a thing most especially becoming to soldiers true you may say but these are our natural loins we gird with a leathern band but we spiritual soldiers with what i answer with that which is the head and crown of all our thoughts i mean with truth having girded your loins saith he with truth what then is the meaning of with truth let us love nothing like falsehood all our duties let us pursue with truth let us not lie one to another whether it be an opinion let us seek the truth or whether it be a line of life let us seek the true one if we fortify ourselves with this if we gird ourselves with truth then shall no one overcome us he who seeks the doctrine of truth shall never fall down to the earth for that the things which are not true are of the earth is evident from this that all they that are without are enslaved to the passions following their own reasonings and therefore if we are sober we shall need no instruction in the tales of the greeks seest thou how weak and frivolous they are incapable of entertaining about god one severe thought or anything above human reasoning why because they are not girded about with truth because their loins the receptacle of the seed of life and the main strength of their reasonings are ungirt nothing then can be weaker than these and the manichaeans again seest thou how all the things they have the boldness to utter are from their own reasonings it was impossible say they for god to create the world without matter whence is this so evident these things they say grovelling and from the earth and from what happens among ourselves because man they say cannot create otherwise martian again look what he says god if he took upon him flesh could not remain pure whence is this evident because says he neither can men but men are able to do this valentinus again with his reasonings all trailing upon the ground speaks the things of the earth and in like manner paul of samosata and arius what does he say it was impossible for god when he begat to beget without passion whence arius hast thou the boldness to allege this 
merely from the things which take place amongst ourselves seest thou how the reasonings of all these trail along the ground all are as it were let loose and unconfined and savouring of the earth and so much then for doctrines with regard to life and conduct again whoremongers lovers of money and of glory and of everything else trail on the ground they have not their loins themselves standing firm so that when they are weary they may rest upon them but when they are weary they do not put their hands upon them and stand upright but flag he however who is girt about with the truth first never is weary and secondly if he should be weary will rest himself upon the truth itself what will poverty tell me render him weary no in no wise for he will repose on the true riches and by this poverty will understand what is true poverty or again will slavery make him weary no in no wise for he will know what is the true slavery or shall disease no nor even that let your loins saith christ be girded about and your lamps burning with that light which shall never be put out this is what the israelites also when they were departing out of egypt were charged to do for why did they eat the passover with their loins girded art thou desirous to hear the ground of it according to the historical fact or according to its mystical sense shall i state it but i will state them both and do ye retain it in mind for i am not doing it without an object merely that i may tell you the solution but also that my words may become in you reality they had we read their loins girded and their staff in their hands and their shoes on their feet and thus they ate the passover awful and terrible mysteries and a vast depth and if so terrible in the type how much more in the reality they come forth out of egypt they eat the passover attend our passover hath been sacrificed even christ it is said wherefore did they have their loins girded their guise is that of wayfarers for their having shoes and staves in their hands and their eating standing declares nothing else than this will ye hear the history first or the mystery better the history first what then is the design of the history the jews were continually forgetting god's benefits to them accordingly then god tied the sense of these his benefits not only to the time but also to the very habit of them that were to eat for this is why they were to eat girded and sandaled that when they were asked the reason they might say we were ready for our journey we were just about to go forth out of egypt to the land of promise and we were ready for our exodus this then is the historical type but the reality is this we too eat a passover even christ for saith he our passover hath been sacrificed even christ what then we too ought to eat it both sandaled and girded and why that we too may be ready for our exodus for our departure hence moral 
let not any one of them that eat this passover look towards egypt but towards heaven towards jerusalem that is above on this account thou eatest with thy loins girded on this account thou eatest with shoes on thy feet that thou mayest know that from the moment thou first beginnest to eat the passover thou oughtest to set out and to be upon thy journey and this implies two things both that we must depart out of egypt and that whilst we stay we must stay henceforth as in a strange country for our citizenship saith he is in heaven and that all our life long we should ever be prepared so that when we are called we may not put it off but say my heart is fixed yes but this paul indeed could say who knew nothing against himself but i who require a long time for repentance i cannot say it yet that to be girded is the part of a waking soul hearken to what god says to that righteous man gird up now thy loins like a man for i will demand of thee and declare thou unto me this he says also to all the prophets and this he says again to moses to be girded and he himself also appears to ezekiel girded nay more and the angels too appear to us girded as being soldiers from our being girded about it comes that we also stand bravely as from our standing our being girded comes for we also are going to depart and many are the difficulties that intervene when we have crossed this plain straightway the devil is upon us doing everything contriving every artifice to the end that those who have been saved out of egypt those who have passed the red sea those who are delivered at once from the evil demons and from unnumbered plagues may be taken and destroyed by him but if we be vigilant we too have a pillar of fire the grace of the spirit the same both enlightens and overshadows us we have manna yea rather not manna but far more than manna spiritual drink we have not water that springs forth from the rock so have we to our encampment and we dwell in the desert even now for a desert indeed without virtue is the earth even now even more desolate than that wilderness why was that desert so terrible was it not because it had scorpions in it and adders a land it is said which none passed through yet is not that wilderness no it is not so barren of fruits as is this human nature at this instant how many scorpions how many asps are in this wilderness how many serpents how many offsprings of vipers are these through whom we at this instant pass let us not be afraid for the leader of this our exodus is not moses but jesus how then is it that we shall not suffer the same things let us not commit the same acts and then shall we not suffer the same punishment they murmured they were ungrateful let us therefore not cherish these passions how was it that they fell all of them they despised the pleasant land how despised it surely they prized it highly 
by becoming indolent and cowardly and not choosing to undergo any labours to obtain it let not us then despise heaven this is what is meant by despising again among us also has fruit been brought fruit from heaven not the cluster of grapes borne upon the staff but the earnest of the spirit the citizenship which is in heaven which paul and the whole company of the apostles those marvellous husbandmen have taught us it is not caleb the son of jephunneh nor jesus the son of nun that hath brought these fruits but jesus the son of the father of mercies the son of the very god hath brought every virtue hath brought down from heaven all the fruits that are from thence the songs of heaven hath he brought for the words which the cherubim above say these hath he charged us to say also holy 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 he hath brought to us the virtue of the angels the angels marry not neither are given in marriage this fair plant hath he planted here also they love not money nor anything like it and this too hath he sown amongst us they never die and this hath he freely given us also for death is no longer death but sleep for hearken to what he saith our friend lazarus is fallen asleep seest thou then the fruits of jerusalem that is above and what is indeed more stupendous than all is this that our warfare is not decided but all these things are given us before the attainment of the promise for they indeed toiled even after they had entered into the land of promise rather they toiled not for had they chosen to obey god they might have taken all the cities without either arms or array jericho we know they overturned more after the fashion of dancers than of warriors we however have no warfare after we have entered into the land of promise that is into heaven but only so long as we are in the wilderness that is in the present life for he that is entered into his rest hath himself also rested from his works as god did from his let us not then be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not seest thou how that just as he led them so also he leads us in their case touching the manna and the wilderness it is said he that gathered much hath nothing over and he that gathered little had no lack and we have this charge given us not to lay up treasure upon the earth but if we do lay up treasure it is no longer the earthly worm that corrupts it as was in the case with the manna but that which dwelleth eternally with fire let us then subdue all things that we furnish not food to this worm for he it is said who gathered much had nothing over for this too happens with ourselves also every day we all of us have but the same capacity of hunger to satisfy and that which is more than this is but an addition of cares for what he intended in after times to deliver saying sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof this had he thus been teaching even from the very beginning 
and not even thus did they receive it but as to us let us not be insatiable let us not be discontented let us not be seeking out for splendid houses for we are on our pilgrimage not at home so that if there be any that knows that the present life is a sort of journey and expedition and as one might say it is what they call an entrenched camp he will not be seeking for splendid buildings for who tell me be he ever so rich would choose to build a splendid house in an encampment no one he would be a laughing-stock he would be building for his enemies and would the more effectually invite them on and so then if we be in our senses neither shall we the present life is nothing else than a march and an encampment wherefore i beseech you let us do all we can so as to lay up no treasure here for if the thief should come we must in a moment arise and depart watch saith he for ye know not at what hour the thief cometh thus naming death o then before he cometh let us send away everything before us to our native country but here let us be well girded that we may be enabled to overcome our enemies whom god grant that we may overcome through the grace and loving-kindness of our lord jesus christ with whom together with the holy ghost be unto the father glory strength honour for ever and ever amen End of homily twenty three